0: Hey everybody and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we've got a great show for you guys today. I'm going to be flying solo, uh, just like the old days, and we are smack dab in the middle of the year, which if you'd have told me that at any point in time, including last year or last uh, yesterday, I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, This year has been absolutely flying by. Uh, We've had so many great movies come out, so many big blockbusters coming out. And since we've hit the halfway point, and for those who celebrate, which I would assume is everyone, uh, right at the beginning of summer, which was, uh, I think that's actually today, is the first day of summer. Uh, So happy summer to everybody. Uh, We're here. Uh, Let's talk about what's coming up. So there have been so many movies, again, that have come out throughout the year, and I wanted to talk about some of my most anticipated films for 2022. So uh, that is going to consist of me going through the coming soon films on IMDb. I have a list of my top 10. Uh, They are in the order that they are being released uh, so that I show no bias because uh, certain movies, I feel like I'm really pumped about them one day and then another day, it's kind of a take it or leave it sort of situation. So I've got those, but as I scroll through here, I'm going to make sure to call out some of the other movies that maybe didn't make it on my list. Uh, to keep you guys in the loop. So again, this is kind of your look ahead for 2022 up till the end of the year. Uh, And before we get started as well, uh, for those of you following uh, the Nerd Life Network, uh, make sure to check out the Earth's Mightiest Weirdos episode that we had yesterday. I got the pleasure of hosting uh, while Brian was out. And, uh, you know, well, I don't know if we'll say that. uh, I don't know someone's coming for his hosting gig. So Brian, if you're listening... Get ready. I've gotten probably about 15,000 letters in the mail uh, just saying, hey, when are you hosting the next Earth's Mightiest Weirdos uh, episode? So, um, no, obviously, we love you, Brian. And hey, any anytime you hear a tease from me, you know, it's in, in good jest. But we had a great time. Maya and David were with us. So check out Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. We we're talking Miss Marvel episode two. Uh, so with that said, let's dive in. So we actually have a triple header this weekend. These are not included in the anticipated list because they are basically here. Sarah, I see you in the chat. What's up? Glad to make, glad you could make it. So uh, for this weekend, Boz Lerman's Elvis is coming out, which honestly, I wasn't super excited for at the onset. But as it gets closer, I'm kind of really excited for it. Uh, My dad's a big Elvis fan, and I'd let him know about this movie, and I actually learned an interesting fact about him, which was that he's actually a bigger fan of Elvis as an actor than he is as Elvis the musician, which I had no idea. Obviously, he's a huge fan of him as a musician, too, but he said he loves his movies. Uh, I let him know, too, that Elvis does not make an appearance in this film that we know of, unless they're going to do some sort of Tupac hologram type situation, but Elvis comes out it is a beast, two hours and 39 minutes. But what else would you have expected from Baz Lerman, who has done such films as Moulin Rouge and uh, The Great Gatsby? But along with that, we are getting, for those of you that listen to Spotify, I'm sure you've heard the ad for The Black Phone, currently at 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. Ethan Hawke is The Black Phone. Don't answer that phone. It doesn't work. You can clearly tell that I've heard this ad a lot of times. Uh, I'm actually super excited for this movie. I don't know if I'm going to get to see it this weekend, but it's definitely on my radar. As is an indie film that I'll be surprised if any of you out there are checking this out this weekend. I don't know how many theaters it's being released in, uh, but Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, uh, which is another A24 film. They are on fire this year. A24 has been banging on all cylinders. Uh, Same thing, I don't even know if any theaters nearby are going to be showing this. I'm not in a super big hurry to see it, uh, but I know it's probably going to be a lot of good fun. So, (laughs) as I scroll down this list, I have to call it out, and I will say that this is not at all a part of my list. This shouldn't be a part of anybody's list. It's a part of my brother's list, and I don't understand why, but Minions, The Rise of Gru comes out July 1st so for those of you looking for a family-friendly flick to see over the 4th of July weekend by all means go check out Jurassic World because no one should be going to see this Minions movie I saw the trailer and the Minions are flying a plane uh, and they fly it completely vertical up into the air the physics doesn't work there is every single scene was complete cringe for me Uh, At the same time, though, I know if I watch it, I'll probably get a couple good chuckles out of it. But come on. Uh, Who who let a minion be a flight attendant on the plane? Not only that, but his little booty was poking out as he flushed himself down the plane toilet. Like I said, I only watched this trailer once uh, before Jurassic World. And I just was rolling my eyes and I said to myself, my brother is going to love this movie. And I'm not talking about my youngest brother, guys. I'm talking about the brother that is uh, almost two years younger than me, uh, which is just, hey, you know what? We like what we like. Art is subjective, but I am judging. So that leads me to the first anticipated movie for me. Again, these are going in order of release. uh, So we'll be ending at the end of the year. Come on, guys. Did you think it was anything else? Thor Love and Thunder, which comes out July 8th. I've secured two sets of tickets already for Thursday opening night and then also for Friday uh, afternoon as well. I am so excited for this movie. We know so little about it, uh, and I've been every day. I feel like I'm trying to, like, slowly fog my brain so that I forget about even more things of it because I want to go into this movie, and I just want to be blown away. Uh, and I know I will be, just from the trailer that I've seen the, the colors. Uh, everything with gore seems absolutely insane. Christian Bale is uh, flying high in this one. As is, we can't go without saying Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, uh, one of my most recent favorite characters in the comics, uh, and Natalie Portman, my favorite actress. So uh, that's going to be a match made in heaven. Cannot wait to see that. Plus we get Tessa Thompson, Chris Hemsworth, Taika Waititi, Uh, and I'm sure a slew of other people is hella going to make a return. Maybe, I don't know, just getting my hopes up, but that movie comes out. The tickets are already available. So go secure them. If you're trying to go, uh, again, this is a Taika Waititi also surprising on the runtime. The movie is an hour and 59 minutes long. Now, typically we would say that's, you know, it's with credits, so it's going to be shorter, but we're all going to be staying till the end. So technically it will be the full hour and 59 minutes, but that's pretty short. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised by that. It's even shorter than uh, Dr. Strange. And part of me is excited, but every time I look at my phone and see that 159, something just doesn't look right about it. It seems kind of cheap. But again, I think that's just that's just my brain. So uh, very excited to see a very tight runtime. Uh, I have no doubt that every minute is going to be uh, utilized in the best way. So very shortly after that, the following week, Uh, We get my number two anticipated film, which is uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. So uh, really excited for this movie. This was a a book that I read last year. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I am a very big and very avid reader. Obviously, I read comic books, but I also read a ton of books. Uh, You guys are lucky. You actually pulled me away from a book that I was reading called Scythe, if any of you have uh, read it amazing i was literally reading it up until 5 minutes before we started recording cuz i couldn't put it down so that's the book i'm reading currently but last summer i read where the crawdads sing uh didn't know anything about it loved the name of the title i love crawdads and i love the swamp so i was like all right let's go let's just check this out um sarah calling out too delia owens is such an incredible writer oh my gosh yes sarah and she uh you know in reading it again i knew nothing about this book nothing about the story and i was like wow you know this is Really detailed, really well written. It's about a a girl who grows up in the marsh. She's called the Marsh Girl, and uh, it takes place, I believe, in the nineteen fifties. Uh, there's some flashbacks, maybe to like the nineteen twenties, but um, there's a lot of biology in the book. A lot of you know uh, metaphors about animals and about swamp creatures, all that sort of stuff. And it turns out Delia Owens was a biologist for a really long time, and I just was like, man, it got, I'm a writer too, and so I was just, I was super jealous. I'm like, man. So she went and pursued her passion for biology and learned about all these animals, and then she was like, you know what? I'm going to write a book. Let's see how that goes. And she ended up writing an amazing book. So amazing that they decided to turn it into a movie. So this is being directed by Olivia Newman, who uh, is known for, according to IMDb, she uh, first match FBI. Uh, Dare Me, some Chicago Fire, so relatively newcomer in the directing uh, world. Written by Lucy Abelar as well, screenplay. She also did uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild and Troop Zero. Again, I don't know how much that's worth, though, since it's also based off of a book, so I'm sure we're going to get a lot of book stuff. Uh, starring Daisy Edgar-Jones as Kaya. Uh, Garrett Dillahunt is in it as well. From uh, There's a lot of shows he's from. The first thing that popped in my head was, uh, I think it was Raising Phoenix, which I watched like... Uh, an episode of but he was in man, he's, he's great, though. He's great. Uh, Joe Crest is in it. Harris Dickinson from 1917 is in it, though. I think he plays a bad guy. I don't know. Uh, Taylor John Smith plays Tate. And then also David Strathairn is in it as well. For those of you who have seen uh, last thing I remember him in was No Man Land. Uh, he was opposite. Uh, francis mcdormand in that so super excited for this movie i i was reading the book before i found out that it was a movie so it was it was kismet in that sense of just like yes it's been so long since i have read a book about a movie that's about to come out minus every single marvel movie (laughs) because that's basically the same okay that same week pause of fury the legend of hank comes out not on my list but like I said, I'm going to call out the other ones as well. Let's see if an animated movie about karate that isn't Kung Fu Panda, but is probably using all of the same cultural tropes, uh, does anything on the second weekend of Thor. My guess would be Thor's still going to be number one at the box office. Crawdads is going to be close behind. And Pause is hopefully going to just be taking a pause. Maybe it won't even, maybe it'll disappear off the, the release bucket. So from there... Another back-to-back weekend. So we've got movies coming out both those weekends. Third weekend in a row. Third most anticipated film. Uh, Nope. That's the movie. That's not my reaction to it. Uh, This, my reaction to this would be, if we're talking kind of E-40 style, they're calling it nope. I'd call it yep. Because I love aliens. I love flying saucers, UFOs. Uh, That whole time period, too, I think this takes place kind of in California, Uh, and it's also based around, this is a Jordan Peele movie, if any of you weren't aware, but uh, this was, you know, Jordan Peele is just a uh, movie genius. He did uh, first, well, first he did uh, Get Out, and then he did Us, which was awesome, too, and uh, I almost, I, I think I almost liked Us more than Get Out, but Get Out, you're talking nines and tens at this point. Uh, Nope. Very excited to see it. The residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. Uh, This was a really great example of strong, uh, smart marketing for uh, the movie. We know very little about this, and it was only recently that we found out that it's about UFOs and honestly we don't even know if that's what it's about that's what they're saying it's about but both of jordan peele's movies have had huge twists in them so i am sure that there's going to be a little bit of that we also have an all-star cast here with daniel kalua and kiki palmer playing the main couple of the film i I think they they own like uh, the, the only black horse ranch uh black run horse ranch in california or something like that very cool Uh, Steven Yoon is in it as well from Minari and uh, I think he was in, I think you should leave uh, a great episode of that. Uh, And also Keith David's in it. I'm seeing too, as I scroll by, he's one of my uh, hearted people, but again, written and directed by Jordan. He's a genius. Tickets are on sale for this movie. Uh, So if you're wanting to get tickets already, go for it. I will probably wait until it gets a little closer just because I've got so much stuff going on. I can't think that far ahead, Uh, but Anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, As I scroll through here, again, this is not on my list. I have no real desire to see this film, especially after watching the trailer. But on July 29th, we are getting DC's League of Super Pets, which again, I mean, if you like The Rock, if you like animated movies, if you like DC, I guess, check it out. May be good, may be just the same thing as The Secret Life of Pets. So, you know, who knows? The jury's out. It also comes, though, as uh, guys, during the summer, there's a there's a genre of film that is frequently misunderstood and frequently underrated and underappreciated. And that is the stressful, uh, natural horror films. And I'm trying to think of how to describe this properly, but this is the first one. It's called The Reef stalked uh and it I, I don't know anything about it other than what i saw which was that a couple of friends are going on a kayaking trip and a shark is following them so think of it exactly the same as the blake lively shark movie that other shark movie the other shark movie and probably two other shark movies uh, that's what i'm talking about and there's two shark movies coming this summer we've got the reef stocked and then there's another one that's called, I think, Alphas, and it comes out in a couple months. We'll get we'll talk about it when we get there. Uh, there's also a third one. It's not a shark, but it's a giant metal object and called Fall, uh, which actually I don't know if we skipped over yet. I won't talk about it if we did. Uh, but same thing. People, I guess, are stuck on top of a very tall metal tower. Uh, it's kind of like Crawl as well, but called Fall. So just those very stressful movies where... there's no supernatural element to it. It's real world. There's a shark, there's a gator, there's a a tower, whatever it is. uh, And it just makes you incredibly stressful. Okay, my number four anticipated movie comes out August 5th. And this has been uh, kind of playing in trailers for quite a while. Uh, Yeah, and Sarah says, nah, that's a big old nope. Uh, And I hope you're talking about the shark movie and not the nope movie, I'm assuming you are. Uh, This is Bullet Train on August 5th. I'm pumped for this movie. This has a, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the vibes of it, but like, I feel like there's just a ton of classic train movies like uh, um, Darjeeling Limited. And uh, gosh, there was another really great one. I think there's a James Bond movie maybe where they're on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in Casino Royale. There's always great movies when you're on a train. Five assassins aboard a fast moving bullet train. Find out their missions have something in common. Uh, We've got Brad Pitt, Karen Fukuhara, Sandra Bullock. Maybe we'll call this the Bullock Train. Uh, Zazie Beetz is in it, or Zissy Bates, I believe, as she prefers to be called. Aaron Taylor, Johnson, Joey King, Logan Lerman, Michael Shannon. Uh, Holy cow. Also, Hiroyuki Sonata is in it as well, for those of you who are fans of his performance from uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, This is directed by David Leach, who uh, did Deadpool 2. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw, Atomic Blonde, John Wick. So I have a feeling this movie is going to be in that exact same vein of being hyper-violent, hyper-action. Sarah called it. I'll pull this up too. Goofy action. Brad Pitt is the best. Brad Pitt could not agree more with that. Sarah. Uh, it reminds me a bit of his performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he's beating up Bruce Lee. Uh, just that again, you know, Brad Pitt has such a charisma about him and it makes when he acts silly that much better because you're just like, this guy's awesome. So super pumped for this one. Uh, I hope the whole thing takes place on a train, but maybe it won't. Cause I'm looking here two and a half hours long, two hours and 32 minutes. So this is a, it's a long one. Um, yeah, the bullet train. Heck yeah. Okay. Yeah. And here we go. August 12th is fall. Like I said, the the trailer I saw I think we saw the trailer in Jurassic world as well. and literally the trailer is just the camera zooming up and up and up as this person's screaming or something. and they were somehow stuck on the top of this this tower. Uh, and for those, I mean Google it, literally the poster of the movie is them on this insanely tall tower in the middle of nowhere. What was I'd love to hear the plot of this. two friends uh, decide to dare each other to climb the tallest tower in Pasadena. And when they get to the top, they realize they climbed a little too high. I don't. I don't understand it. I again, it's going to be stressful. And if you like those kinds of movies, then congratulations. But uh, no, no, thank you. I'll wait for sure. I don't know though. Maybe I will. I saw Crawl in theaters, and it was totally worth it. I was squirming in my seat. So was it was, uh, it was uh, Don't Breathe. Was also incredibly stressful. Um, coming out right after that. Uh, and I don't know if any of you anime, are other anime fans out there, but Dragon Ball Super, Superhero, the new Dragon Ball movie. Uh, I saw Dragon Ball Broly. Uh, I own Dragon Ball Broly now, and that movie was absolutely incredible. I expect nothing less from this. Uh, not on my list, though. So we're going to we'll keep moving along. Um, next one that I have on here. Oh, great call out. Not on my list. I don't know a lot about it, but a movie called Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Uh, which comes out uh, shortly after that, September 2nd. So we're now slowly getting into fall. In the aftermath of a huge scandal, Trinity Childs, the first lady of a prominent Southern Baptist megachurch, attempts to help her pastor husband, Lee Curtis Childs, rebuild their congregation. Star, and this is what sold me on this. The premise, interesting. But Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown, come on. That is you. That that is amazing. Like what a, what a combo. I think it's a fresh new director as well. It's sitting with some reviews on IMDb already. I don't think it's great according to these reviews, but that, that concept, I, I'm a sucker for Regina Hall and I love Sterling K. Brown as well. Uh, and especially if this is going to be, it's a comedy. So uh, I have a feeling that uh, he's going to get to, you know, kind of have some of those comedy chops. He, he's usually playing a serious character. So we'll see about that. Here we go. (laughs) September 16th, we have Alphas. After the government shuts all attempts to cull a great white feeding off of the coast, the only option left is to introduce their natural enemy into those same waters led by a damaged and unpredictable killer whale. Yeah, so there's a lot of questions to this movie as well. And if you're thinking, oh, can't wait to see this in the $5 bin, Don't be so sure because it stars Sam Worthington. Uh, So this might actually be a, actually I'm not even seeing it show the cast. So maybe this movie won't exist. Maybe it will be a dollar bin movie. Maybe it will be a streaming movie. Uh, A fight to the depths is the tagline classic. Um, But yeah, I mean, it shows a killer. You ever want to see a killer whale fight a shark with Sam Worthington in the middle? Come on, come on. Uh, That'll be crazy. I'm probably not going to go see it. It may not even come to theaters, but. That's because the same weekend, my next most anticipated movie comes out, which is The Woman King. And I, I, I was intrigued by the title. Uh, and then I was intrigued even more that The Woman King is Viola Davis. And then I was intrigued even more when also LaShana Lynch is in it. And John Boyega, Jamie Lawson, Jordan Bolcher, Bolger, Hero Finns Tiffin. Um, Sheila, Atim as well. What a absolute cast directed by Gina Price Blythewood. And if any of you out there know who that is, she directed The Old Guard on Netflix. But much more importantly, she was also, I believe she directed, uh, or was a part of Queen and Slim, which we had a podcast episode on a while back. So very excited for this. A historical epic inspired by the true events that happened in the kingdom of dahomey one of the most powerful states of africa in the 18th and 19th century so that would be the 17 and 1800s uh give that to me i we are in desperate need of seeing different cultures and how they rose to power obviously we have a hundred movies about greece about rome uh, we need some more in South America, too. I think there's some really interesting things there with the pyramids, but Africa is sorely underdeveloped. And so I'm so happy to see this. I would not be surprised if this ends up being in the awards running for those of you out there hearing it first here. Uh, but come on. I mean, any any time that Viola Davis is in something, there's always going to be talk of you know the awards. So either way, though, very excited for that movie. Been looking forward to it for a while. Uh, And then shortly after that, the following week, we have another one of Alex's most anticipated films. Don't Worry Darling, which uh, to me and you guys can tell me sounds a lot like the Stepford Wives. A 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community Begins to worry that her glamorous company may be hiding something disturbing. Uh, starring Florence Pugh, hello, uh, Sydney Sid- Chandler, Olivia Wilde, Chris Pine, Harry Styles, uh, oh, Timothy Simmons, Gemma Chan, Kiki Lane. Guys, it uh, also has Douglas Smith who was from, uh, oh man, I was just watching that. It was uh, The Alienist, if any of you have seen The Alienist. Also, you say, oh, oh, Olivia Wilde's in it? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, No, 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 it's not just that. Olivia Wilde is directing it as well. So this is an Olivia Wilde directed for you, uh, written by Katie Silberman, Carrie Van Dyke, and Shane Van Dyke as well. Uh, Again, sounds a lot like, the Stepford wives, but at the same time, if we can get a twist on that, that whole Stepford vibe has always fascinated me. The, the original movie is great. The, uh, the one with uh, the guy who killed two people in Ireland was great. <laughs> the, the remake with Matthew Broderick. Um, I'm always required to remind people though, that he did kill two people in Ireland. Um, but that, just that whole concept of, you know, Oh, there's something that doesn't, doesn't sit right. Something's going on beneath the surface. So if they have a new twist with that and Florence Pew's in it, I know for a fact she probably chose this because it reminded her of some of the other performances she did. Very midsummer vibe of what's going on here. Oh, man. And there's a photo here. It looks like I think her husband is Harry Styles. So for those of you that have been standing uh, Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, uh, here you go. I imagine after this, nothing will be as it was. So next up, we've got a movie again. I'll call it out. I don't care. Hocus Pocus 2 comes, I think, straight to Disney Plus on September 30th. Uh, For those of you who are fans of Hocus Pocus 1, I am more of a Hocus Nocus or maybe more of just a no thank you, I'll pass. I've seen the movie. It scared me when I was a kid. Yeah, that's probably affected me as an adult, not liking it. But I have also rewatched it as an adult. And I've just, there. there's other movies of the time that I enjoyed a lot more, but I know we've got a lot of hocus pocus heads out there and that is totally fine. So for those of you that are fans, rejoice, everyone is coming back. It uh, looks like Doug Jones is in it as well as Sarah, Jessica Parker. Uh, speaking of Sarah, it's specifically saying for me to take it back, Sarah, I don't even know what you're talking about. You might have to be a little more specific about that. So I know what I need to Uh <laughs> Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about and I'm not going to take it back. So we are now getting into, and I'm only clicking on this one because this is a little interesting. There's a movie called Lyle Lyle Crocodile. So Ryan, if you're listening to this, um, here's your movie. Oh, it's a feature film based on the children's book about a crocodile that lives in New York City. Just the movie that we have all been dying to watch. I can't wait. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a Disney movie. Uh, that's a we've talked about that multiple times on the podcast we love recycling content uh but now we're gonna get into uh we're getting into spooky season guys we're into october now uh and i'm excited because we have a certain series that is coming to an end and it's in the title october 14th halloween ends uh so excited for this movie halloween kills was great Um, And also equal parts frustrating as well, that no one seems to be able to kill this man. Uh, But here's what they have to say about it. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to a spine-chilling climax in this final installment to the franchise. uh, Until the next franchise, am I right? Uh, But no, this is exciting. This was one of those things where uh, they announced all three of the movies when they were doing the first movie. And I had to give them props for that because... This these Halloweens, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, they've been remade and redone over and over trying to find some sort of spark. I feel like Halloween maybe has gotten the closest to it. I would argue also Friday the 13th probably has a lot of great um, entries as well. But for you to just come out and say, hey, we're going to make a trilogy of these movies. And even if they're to say we're going to get the same actors to come back uh, and then there's going to be a definitive end that excites me i mean i like i said i'm a huge halloween head i love the original Uh, i've seen some of the other ones i like the one with exhibit Uh, i don't remember which one that is i think that's uh, i think that one jamie lee curtis was in as well i really really like the rob zombie ones and i know i'm in the minority of that but i love the rob zombie ones and these ones have been great too so i'm really looking forward to this david gordon green is back uh so are all of the um the cast will Patton Jamie Lee Curtis Kyle Richards is coming back for this for fans of, of the real Housewives uh, all around excited uh, to see that movie and to kick off another spooky season it'll be kind of sad when it's done because you know what's going to come and replace that we don't know um so that that's on my list that was my next anticipated um here's another one uh, I was going to put this on my list but I'm actually not that anticipated. For it, which is strange. Um, Black Adam with uh, with The Rock. I saw, finally, for the first time, I saw a trailer during the Jurassic World premiere, and I thought it looked good. I will definitely go see it when it comes out, but I just, I don't know. There was nothing about it besides The Rock, obviously. I'm a big Rock fan, uh, and that's probably why well, I'll go see it, but nothing about it really excited me. There was nothing in it that seemed new, uh, and I can't, you know, maybe that's kind of the point too, right? Cause he's like an ancient villain. I don't know a lot about black Adam, but it seems like maybe he has some Egyptian roots. Give me as much Egypt as you can DC. Uh, but right now DC's in a lot of hot water, not just for me, but for everybody. And I know that they are biding their time to release the flash to release Aquaman. And so kind of a smart play for them to put these movies out first and maybe try and muddy the waters a little bit. Though I guarantee you by the time the questionable movies come out, there's still going to be some issues with those people. So I don't think it's going to help. Uh, Directed by May Colette Serra, who did no way, guys. He was an executive producer on The Shallows. That was the movie with Blake Lively, the shark movie. So does that mean I have to trust him now? He did. He uh, was uh, he, he helped on. I don't know if any of these are actually directing credits, but Helped out on Unknown, Orphan, House of Wax, The Commuter. Seems like he's a big Liam Neeson fan. He did Run All Night as well. Uh, Okay, fine. Here's my prediction. Liam Neeson shows up in this movie uh, because he's done almost every Liam Neeson movie. It's got Sarah Shahi in it, along with Dwayne Johnson. Pierce Brosnan is in it as Dr. Fate. That's exciting. Uh, Noah Centeno, Aldous Hodge, Natalie Byrne, Joseph Gatt. Uh, Great cast. It seems like they're introducing some other Justice League-type characters as well. Again, I am not very well-versed in DC, though. So um, I'll be going into it as a movie-going fan, but I'm not really looking forward to it. I'm kind of just, I'll be here for it. I'm glad we at least get to see The Rock being a superhero, though. Um, Another one. uh, Not anticipated, but I I saw it as I was scrolling. And I was like, ooh, this title sounds interesting. Tell me, if someone said, hey, do you want to go see a movie? And you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the title? The Banshees of Inishirin. Uh, This is a Martin McDonough movie. And for those of you that don't know who he is, he did um, In Bruges. He did Seven Psychopaths. He did Three Billboards. Uh, basically, he did three of my some of my favorite movies. I love all of those. Uh, there was a point in time where after I graduated from college, I did like a kind of binge of Irish films Uh, And so those were some of the ones that I had watched and just so great to see he's doing another movie. Um, But not only that, he's got quite the cast with him and it's the usual suspects. He's got Colin Farrell, Barry Keohan and Brendan Gleeson in it as well, which is very exciting. That's really all we know about it. Comes out in October, October 21st. And it says, this is such an interesting premise because again, title is The Banshees of Inishirin. A pair of lifelong friends on a remote Irish island find themselves at an awkward time in their relationship when one of them no longer wants to be friends. Uh, I'm sure a lot of us can relate to that as we all grow and evolve as human beings, but I imagine it can be a little harder to do when you're on, on an isle in Ireland. So uh, very excited for the Banshees of Inishirin. So next up, we've got uh, again, another one that's not on my list but calling it out anyway, which is Amsterdam. Uh, For those of you who may not be familiar with this one, again, I don't blame you. I only found about it as I was looking through this list. Uh, But it's the next David O. Russell movie. The man who brought us Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle. um, And he is now tackling another period piece. We got kind of current day with uh, Silver Linings. We got the 19, I think it was 1960s with uh, American Hustle. Set in the 1930s, it follows three friends who witness a murder, become suspects themselves, and uncover one of the most outrageous plots in American history. What that plot is, I don't know. But what had me at hello was the poster, which has uh, Christian Bale, John David Washington, and and um, I think it's Zoe Zaldana, uh though I might be wrong. But there's so many people in this cast. Margot Robbie, Anya Taylor-Joy, Christian Bale, Robert De Niro, Timothy Oliphant, Zoe Zeldana, Rami Malek, uh, Andres Risebro, Michael Shannon, Michael Myers. Uh, and I'm talking about the, sh- the dunk game, Michael Myers, not uh, not the Michael Myers from Halloween Ends. Uh, oh, oh. Alessandro Nivola is in it. Mattia Schoenartz. Taylor Swift is in it. Um, Chris Rock is in it. And Will Smith. Just kidding. Just Chris just <laughs> Rock. It's going to be a while before we see uh, Will Smith again. Sarah, thank you from the bottom of, uh, bottom of my heart. Uh, thank you from that accent. Um, I do try. Uh, okay, but David O. Russell, very excited. Amsterdam, we don't know a lot about it. Very uh, interesting, but again, not, I don't know what to think of it, so it's not on my anticipated list, but this next movie is, which is November 11th, Black Panther, Wakanda forever, Uh, probably one of the most anticipated films for me and has been. Um, since the beginning of the year, I think you could probably go back to some older podcasts. And I had said Black Panther was my most anticipated, specifically because I got to know what they're going to do about Chadwick. Um, You've got half the aisle saying, or I guess you've got Marvel and Disney saying, you know, oh, this is sacred ground. Now we can't recap. We can't put T'Challa in this movie. We're going to we're going to honor him. We're going to all these different things. But then you also have people like A guy I follow named E-Man, who does awesome movie reviews, you can find him on Twitter, has uh, put up a petition to recast T'Challa, as has most of Chadwick Boseman's family, friends, people there, Uh, and there's so many reasons for it. Not only because every other character gets recast a million times, right? Rhodey got recast, Hulk got recast, Batman has been recast multiple times. How about this? Heath Ledger died. And they still recast the Joker. There's so many reasons why. And one of the biggest ones being that Black Panther is, and T'Challa himself, is a hero. And he's a character much the same as Tony Stark, Steve uh, Steve Rogers, doesn't say, Stephen Strange. But these characters that are larger than life, that kids look up to. And how many characters in the Marvel pantheon are black, right? We've got uh, Miles Morales. We've got Rhodey. But T'Challa, is, he's the king of Wakanda. And you have kids of all races looking up to him saying, wow, this is somebody that I want to be when I grow up. What kind of message are you sending when you say, oh, if the actor who played him dies, we're going to just retire that character. Yet, when that happens to any other person who isn't black, we just recast the character and move on. Again, I don't know what Marvel is doing. I don't know if this is... Uh, a marketing stunt to try and build buzz for the movie and then surprise we are going to do it but that's why this is my most anticipated movie Uh, and honestly of all of these is my most anticipated movie of the year of all of this stuff just for that very reason and we're we are so close to finding some information out right there's been a lot of controversy swirling around this movie you've got that the passing of Chadwick uh, all of the stuff that's been going on with uh, Letitia Wright as well uh, which again we won't get into any of that stuff but I just need to know and we're getting to the spot now where kevin feige um the head honcho at marvel studios just said that in the coming months things are going to start looking a little clearer as to where they're headed for this next saga of films and you know what that means to me is that they're going to have some big announcements that means those are probably going to be at comic-con and d23 which are both coming up in the next few months and during either of those this is my receipt either of those we are going to be getting a black panther trailer uh because we we need to right we have to in the same vein that we when when did they release the thor trailer right they gave that to us probably month and a half two months it was definitely after dr strange if i'm remembering right or maybe it was right before dr strange regardless november is not that far away two months prior to november would be september Right before that's August. It it doesn't even have to be a full trailer, right? They could release a teaser. But that brings me to this point and why this is so anticipated for me. What do you show in the trailer? Do you show Black Panther? Do you show... The movie is called Black Panther. Do you show him in the trailer? Do you show a new actor in the trailer? Because that's the risk you take, right? If they have recast it already, and this is some big secret that no one knows about. Do you play your hand that early? Or do you wait for that to be something during the movie? Regardless, any way that you slice it, it is going to be emotional for people. Whether they find out somebody was recasted in the film, tears come racing down, or no one's recasted. Black Panther's not even in the movie. Doesn't make sense. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna have the boo-hoos at that point. Or we see the trailer in advance, we're gonna get the boo-hoos then. There's just, like I said, there's a there's such a mystery around this movie. That makes me so excited for it. I want to see this. I can't wait for it to come out because, you know, again, I trust Marvel. I trust Kevin, and I, I definitely trust Ryan Coogler as well. To especially because he was such close friends with Chadwick. That I know they. they oh, it just makes me. It, it it makes me very excited, very hopeful, but it also has me holding my breath at the same time because, like I said, it can go either way. So we will see what they decide to do. It's going to be a big thing, one way or the other bigger than really any of the other stuff that's coming out here. Um, but regardless, that is my number. We have number eight, my number eight anticipated movie. Uh, and it looks like mama Sita has popped into the chat. Uh, my dear, my dear mother listen to you this morning for Jurassic park. And tonight, that's how I celebrate the summer solstice. Thank you, mom. Yeah. I already, uh, I wished everyone here a happy summer. We're here on that right now. I only wish we used to live, uh, in uh one of our old houses we were on solstice so we always have little summer solstice and winter solstice parties uh but yeah so for those of you celebrating the solstice happy solstice go check out that Jurassic Park uh uh, episode which was our last one that we put out next up we've got again not anticipated but my brother said that he saw this trailer when he went and saw men uh which was another A twenty four movie uh called The Menu that is Anya Taylor-Joy and Ray Fines, along with Nicholas Holt and Janet McTeer from Ozark and Jessica Jones. A young couple travel to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has pref- prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Um, I mean, to me, the first thing that comes to my mind is probably, what, cannibalism, I assume. Uh, but regardless... You get Anya Taylor-Joy. You get, oh my goodness, John Leguizamo is in it as well. Oh man, uh, this is going to be good. You got Ray Fiennes as well. So it, it also, it's a chef movie. So I'm a sucker for those types of films. I loved Burnt. Uh, and I know, I don't think that one sit well sat well with a lot of people, but I loved that. I loved Chef. I loved The 100 Foot Journey. So this will be one I'll definitely enjoy. There's also Strange World comes out November 23rd, which is a Disney film. Reminds me of the comic series Weird World. Um, it says the legendary clades are a family of explorers who uh, whose differences threaten to topple their latest and most crucial mission. Very interesting. Again, I don't know if that's coming straight to Disney Plus or the movies, but there it is. Uh, my number nine most anticipated movie of the year. Here we go. Same week, November 23rd. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Creed three. The movie's so nice, they made it thrice. Uh, It's all the same people, too, uh, except I don't think it's... Yeah, Michael... That's right. Okay, so you got Tessa Thompson, Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors is in it. Who is he going to be playing? Directed by Michael B. Jordan. How cool is that? That's awesome. Uh, I loved the other two Creed movies. I thought they were awesome. Honestly, I like them better than the Rocky movies, just because I never really connected with the Rocky movies. Um, But... I'm excited for that one. There's no poster, no trailer, no nothing. We're getting into the, uh, we're getting into those murky waters. We're, we're far from the shallow now, as Lady Gaga would say. Uh, And we don't know a lot about what's going on in this movie. And it doesn't even have, it just says third installment of the franchise, but the last one was really good. The one before it was really great. Um, So really looking forward to that. Next movie again, obligated to call this out, but it is not on my anticipated list. Feel free to chide me in the comments, everyone. Avatar: The Way of Water. Um, the way of water is to go with the flow, and that's what I'm going to do. I can't control the uh, <laughs> the stream that is flowing uh, from James Cameron's mind for these movies. Uh, he's got obviously the original Avatar that came back, came out in 2009, I think. Uh, and I honestly, I thought that was enough. I saw that movie once in theaters and I said to myself after I walked out, I was like, that was just Pocahontas. Uh, and I wasn't being ironic. I, I just I didn't I wasn't a fan of the movie. The the CGI was really good. I will not deny that. It was great. But the story was a very, very basic story. And so to have to sit there for that long to know exactly how it's going to end, I remember um you know calling out moments in the movie I was like yep yep that makes sense yep that makes sense but I get it right you know oh we're trying to show you how great CGI has come well cool watch any other movie that's being made right now the CGI is fine unless don't go watch the um the CGI face work from Star Wars that you can skip that uh okay Jake Sully <laughs> I honestly look if James if you're listening to this and I know you are um Is there any way, Jake Sully, I get it, Sam Worthington, he's a big part of this as well, but I know for a fact that Sam Worthington is very busy making alphas. He is having to work and and train and play with uh, sharks and with killer whales. What if instead of that Sully, we got the Sully? I'm talking about the Sully from the movie Sully. I'm talking about bringing in Tom Hanks as Sully Sullenberger, uh the guy who lands the plane can you imagine him having to land one of those flying creatures i would pay to go see that i would have amc a list i'd go to another theater i'll pay to go see that because to me just that premise is more interesting than anything this movie is actually going to do jake sully lives with his newfound family forged on the planet of pandora once a familiar threat returns to finish what was previously started Jake must work with Nitri and the army of the Navi race to protect their planet. I, I think I can actually give them an even shorter synopsis. When the ideas and concepts from the first movie have been gone for so long, almost 20 years, it made sense for the studio to reuse and recycle those plot points for a second movie. Just like water, it'll go down smooth. That's... Uh, uh, that's where I think about this. Uh, Michelle, oh man, Michelle Yeoh's in it though. And Zoe Zaldana, we knew she was going to be in it though. Uh, Kate Winslet is in it. I swear. Okay. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Here's what we're going to do. And Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, of course she's back. Um, Okay. Look. So Sully has to fly one of those birds and land it on the Titanic while Kate Winslet simultaneously is trying to steer the Titanic away from the Na'vi world because uh, Sigourney Weaver somehow resurrected the Titanic. I don't know. Uh, Again, even that psychotic storyline would be more interesting than them saying a familiar threat is returning because we couldn't think of anything else. Uh, Speaking of remakes, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish comes out December 21st. I know what my last wish is for this movie to not exist. Uh, Puss in Boots discovers that his passion for adventure has taken its toll. He has burned through eight of his nine lives. Oh, interesting. Puss sets out on an epic journey to find the mythical last wish and restore his nine lives? What are we teaching kids? Not, uh, yeah. You get nine lives and you've wasted eight of them. So instead of making that last life count, You should spend the rest of your days trying to find more lives. Uh, I I can't. I can't even do that. That shouldn't even be a part of the list. All right. The last movie that is anticipated, which is right at the end, comes out on December 21st as well. Shazam! Fury of the Gods. And I only have this on here. We know nothing about it. No plot details. Obviously, the same people are going to be in it. It looks like Helen Mirren is in it, along with Lucy Liu as well. So just fine with me. That sounds great. Um, and David Sandberg, the guy who did Lights Out, uh, or I said, don't breathe, but Lights Out was the other one. Um, okay, Joey. Uh, oh, great. So my my brother is in the chat. Joey, funny enough, I was, I was sort of dissing you earlier, um, talking about Minions, The Rise of Gru. And I said, I can't believe my brother would be wanting to see this movie. And I'm not even talking about my younger brother, Joey. Uh, I'm talking about Stevie. But Yeah, of course you would want to go see Puss in Boots. I bet you've already pre-ordered tickets. I bet you already reserved a whole theater to go see it with your friends. Um, Yeah, so Shazam Fury of the Gods, super pumped about that. And speaking of which, I know Joey loves Shazam. That's a big family favorite of ours. That was an awesome movie. Really looking forward to the sequel. And again, kind of hopefully has nothing to do with any of the other DC characters at this point. So um, that's our slate for the year. So as you're listening to this... um, kind of think about that because as I was going through and reading this list, I don't know. I was like, that just doesn't seem like a lot of movies. And I know we're, we're in what I would call like the final phase of the pandemic when it comes to movie studios, right? We're seeing the rise of big movies. Top gun is still kicking butt. Lisa and I actually went and saw top gun this weekend and the theater was still packed. It was crazy. There were still people cheering in the theater, which was wild. Um, yeah, exactly. My brother says, uh, very excited for Shazam. Could watch that many times in a row. And we definitely, I, yeah, I think you did that. You, minute you ended it, you just press play again and watch it again. That's the the beauty of what used to be VCRs, of just letting the movie rewind and play itself. But it's strange. I For some reason, I feel like there would be more big ticket items. And we're, again, we're at this six-month point. So a lot of these studios have put out what those tickets are, right? You got Amsterdam. Basically, you know, the, the big directors. And the only other one that I would say is Damien Chazelle's new movie, which I'm really looking forward to, called Babylon. Uh, but that doesn't come out until January 6th. So that means unless you live in L.A. and New York City, you will not be able to see that movie until either the new year or shortly before the new year. Um, so it just, I don't know, it just feels like there aren't as many coming out. I know they pushed a lot more back into next year due to probably some pandemic stuff from the beginning of the year. I'm thinking about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse 2 got pushed back. Transformers got pushed back. I don't know. There's just a lot of movies that I feel like were supposed to come out this year that didn't. And I'm hoping maybe this year is the last of that, that we finally start staying on track with what the schedule is. And with that in mind, I wanted to share with you guys what the comics and cinema schedule is going forward. So um, I've been doing some data mining. I've been doing some algorithms, doing some work. Uh, I see Maya just joined the chat. What's up, Maya? You're just in time for us to end this, this episode. So uh, today was uh, kind of an audible. We were going to be talking about Lightyear. Um, things came up. We decided against it. And I thankfully didn't go see it in theaters. No offense to the movie, but I know it's coming to Disney+. Plus. So I, again, it's in the same vein for me as Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. And my last wish would be to not have to see that movie in theaters. So I would made my wish come true. Uh, And instead, we are talking about this. But we have some great plans for comics and cinema for uh, the next upcoming week. So for those of you that maybe are wanting to check some of these movies out so you can follow along with us, super excited. Um, First up, week off. Next week, we're not going to have a show. Uh, I am going to be traveling uh, for the 4th of July. Uh, So taking some much-needed mental break. But when we come back, we will have a great episode around Thor comics. So we are going to be talking about Thor, God of Thunder, uh, issues 1 through 12. Uh, That is from the Jason Aaron run. That deals with Gore the God Butcher, Christian Bale's character. Uh, So maybe there'll be some things in there. There have actually been scenes in the trailer specifically taken directly from those issues. And then we are also going to be reading the second Thor by Jason Aaron issues one through eight and the annual, which is Jane Foster as Thor. So we're going to be getting a dose of both of that. Hopefully talking about some predictions, what's going to happen in Thor. We don't know, but from there you guys know what's coming next, right? Thor comes out that week. So the following Tuesday, we will have our most likely gigantic though. I'm not so sure now compared to the runtime Thor episode of love and thunder, then about where the crawdads sing. Uh, the following week, we will be doing an episode on Nope. Very excited about that. Uh, following episode, following episode, this is very unique, and so we'll see how this pans out. I'm excited to try it in live stream format, and this, this was a, a big one for me as well. Typically, the live stream for me makes sense if you can talk for an hour. We're getting very close to that. But a lot of my shows, when I dive into the more criterion-type um, indie films, I don't talk about them for an hour just because there's not as much to talk about, like when I was talking about Dracula or Frankenstein. Uh, but I'm going to do one for a treat because I think this movie deserves it. We've got the 55-year anniversary of In the Heat of the Night, uh, which is a Criterion film. Sidney Potoy, uh, Potier, Potoy, uh stars in it, one of his best roles, in my opinion. And uh, I have not seen this movie in a really long time, but it came out on Criterion, so I'm going to be watching it, prepped and ready to talk about it, um, to share with you guys some insights around that because... It's in the heat of the night. It's August. It's going to be hot. I think it's the perfect time to talk about that movie. Uh, 9th of August, the following week, we've got, I'll just say it as this for the month. We've got an episode for Bullet Train. We're going to have a She-Hulk comics episode, and that is all I'll tell you. Uh, but safe to say, I have a schedule for the whole year. We've got things coming. We've got we've got things cooking, um, hands in pots, as m- many people would say. But um, that's where we're at. So very excited for the slate of films coming out this year. We've got some great ones coming up. Uh, some other ones that I'm just not so sure about. And ironically, they were all animated movies. But that's that's the the role that we run. So with that said, we will wrap things up. Oh, Maya, great. Co- okay, hang on, hang on. Uh, Maya has just called out in the chat. We need to address this. Knives Out Two. Knives Out Two is not listed on this release schedule and that's imdb so hang on a minute uh and they're calling it glass onion a knives out mystery 2022 yeah what does it not come out uh it just says 2022 we have no release date uh but knives out will be one of the movies that we talk about whenever that comes out uh let's i will what we got on here Man, these are also good. I'm just going to add an 11th movie and that's going to be my 11th anticipated movie. Uh, Maya says, maybe it's in December. Uh, I think, like I said, there's no release date. I think because it's being done through Netflix, if I'm remembering right, maybe they're just releasing it on the streamer. And that's why I have no idea. Um, Like I said, a lot of really great ones while the rest of the year may seem a little sparse summer. This is a good summer for movies. We've got a lot of great things coming out. Um, and yeah, you know what? Fine. You know, this is, this is the beauty of the live stream, guys. I am going to find that out, Mom. I'm going to find out when Knives out 2 comes out. Oh, okay. So, okay. No confirmation at when. Some people are guessing summer. Some people... But remember, summer is June through September, right? June through... No, June through... No, it is till September 22nd. That's fall. So it could be in September. Regardless what I have a feeling they will try to do with this movie is have it be eligible for the awards season Uh, and so there's certain studios that will risk that and release something like uh, everything everywhere all at once very early on in the year very very risky uh typically those awards movies will be released between like november and december and january uh but uh, so i don't know maybe they'll release it then or they're going to release it before either way they're definitely going to want to probably get some awards there for it as well So, yeah, excited. Knives out too. Thank you for catching that, Maya. And hopefully, you missed my whole rant about Avatar. So, (laughs) don't bother uh, going back and listening to it because it'll just make you mad. So, that is going to do it for us today on Comics and Cinema. Thank you guys so much for tuning in in the chat. Thank you to all of you out there that are listening. And for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we will see you at the movies.